<laughs> Welcome to episode three of the Last Change podcast. I almost forgot which one we were doing for a second. Um, Andrew here, Ricky here. Hello. There he is on video. You can't see him though. Uh, he looks tremendous. He's wearing a tie-dye shirt. That's uh, right. Black and red. Looks Black like and he's red. ready to go on vacation. Um, when are you going to Disney? November. November. Maybe. <laughs> I got well, not, uh, not if a certain uh, certain uh, airplane company keeps messing with my reservation. I might just tell them to stick it up their butts. Yeah, Starting I got to... uh, the Virgin Islands in about a month, and they just added uh, they just elevated the Virgin Islands a level on the COVID precaution list. But awesome. well, their governor was saying nothing's changing down there, but uh, Spirit Airlines and Delta has been canceling a lot of flights. Um, for those areas thankfully i'm not on that going united but hopefully if my vacation gets canceled i might set some stuff on fire but we'll see what happens anyway um speaking of setting on fire the devils set the hockey world on fire when they signed uh number one free agent dougie hamilton insert teach me how to dougie song into the podcast no (laughs) Inter musical interlude Maybe we'll see how uh, how I feel during the editing process, but um, I can't remember the last time we went into free agency with some sort of confidence that like that the Devils were going to sign a big name and it actually happened. Well, I didn't have much confidence, but it happened, which is awesome. Well, and the best part is uh, yeah. Nick Kiprios tweets at nine a.m. that it was like official. Dougie to the Devils. We're all celebrating, but then no one else says anything. So we wait all day until almost six o'clock until they make it official, thinking that they're going to blow it. He's going to go to another team. And then the next day, listening to the athletic podcast with his agent, JP Barry, um, basically confirming it was a done deal in the morning. He wasn't taking any other calls and they were just hammering out the terms. So we were stressing for a full nine hours for no reason. Yeah, no work was done whatsoever. Nope. Just refreshing Twitter all day. It was really, really something else. Yeah, I remember you texted me and you said, let me know what happens. I have to work. And then five minutes later, you're sending me tweets on stuff that's, that's Yeah, I was like, yeah, down. never mind. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah, no, they can't. Um, so we got that. We'll talk about and And the other move the Devils made was Jonathan Bernier uh, with, a, with a saucy, what was it, 4.2 million a year? Uh, 4.125 Two years, $8.25 million contract in total. So, it's a lot of money for a backup goalie, but... I mean, it is, but they needed a competent goalie that can play a good 20, 30 games. And they got one. I think they got one. Uh, Bernier, everything I read of all the people that were... All the Detroit fans and all the writers and everything, they said he was probably their best player the last two years. Just got no help. Uh, yeah. Which, unfortunately, is kind of like the same thing we hear about every goalie that plays for the Devils. And then this <laughs> good goalie gets no help. Hopefully that'll be different this year. But uh, I think I like it. I mean, you know, we were talking all day. During, all the goalies were going off the board. And I'm like, we're going to end up with Braden Holpe. We're, we're going to end up with Braden Holpe as our goalie. And I'm going to cry. No, they certainly ended up with a better option, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. I mean, money doesn't mean anything. I mean, who cares? It's four point one million for two years. Yeah, they're still significant to them. What yeah. is it like twenty million in cap space around yeah. there? They, as of this very moment, they have twenty one 
$1.24 million in cap space. There you go. So on a two-year deal, th- that money doesn't matter. Uh, PK's contract doesn't matter. It's one year. Uh, Dougie's contract doesn't even matter because in two or three years, the cap's going to be going up every year. Um, and his deal will, will start to look better and better, of, of course, if he plays well. But um, And let's add in, since we're talking about who the Devils have added to, to the team, uh, we're going to talk about Ryan Graves, too. So the Devils have really added themselves two very good defenders. And the D group this year looks so much better than last year. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like night and day, and it's only what? Two changes? Yeah, two changes. And, well, and, and adding in Bernier as a backup. So, I mean, obviously, right. we have much more confidence in Bernier than we do Wedgwood and Arendelle. Um, so. I'm, interested. I'm curious as to how the pairings are going to shake out. My guess is uh, Smith, Hamilton, and then Graves, Severson, and Siegenthaler and Subban. Um, That's what I thought also, but I'm looking at a depth chart here right now on Cap Friendly. Yeah. And they have it reversed. They have Graves and PK and Siegenthaler and Severson, which uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I feel like Kevin Ball is going to get a shot. Um, I don't know that Siegenthaler is a lock to be that guy. I think it might be a, something where it's a couple guys moving in and out, depending on how they're playing. I um, I think Siegenthaler's there in case Kevin Ball uh doesn't light up camp or they don't bring in someone right. else. Yeah, I think he'll play. And then they also sign what's his face? Uh, I don't know. Christian Jaros. <laughs> yeah, Jaros, that guy who's gonna he's twenty five, Jesus. Yeah, he's a big dude uh, too, so Yeah. Um as far as free agency, I mean I I would give the Devils a decent grade because their wish list was backup goalie, size, physicality, defense, and top six scoring. And they've done everything except for the top six scoring, which Fitzgerald and even Elaine Nazardine had said in a French interview today uh, mm-hmm. that they're still doing, that they're looking for, they're, they're going to add at least one person, and, and we can speculate on who that is. But uh, I, I can't remember the last time that we set expectations or said what this team was missing or what they need. And then they get went out and addressed all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, a big thing that the coaches have said that me and you have said that other devils fans on Twitter have said is the team just is not hard to play against. Mm -hmm. They have no one who, how many times last year did we watch goal after goal after goal from right in front of the net? No one will take the body and move anyone out of the net. The goalies can never see the puck. It's crazy. And you think about the teams, the devil teams that were, were good. You had Danico. You had Stevens. You had these guys that would just knock someone on their ass and let the goalie see the puck coming. You no. don't, we don't have anybody that does that. And a lot of times this happened in the first period, too. Right. Um, the devils would just get blitzed. Hmm. Um, and, and I like what Fitz said about uh, trusting. I mean, he still wants to add a top six forward, but he's talking about trusting the guys that we have already in the, in Sharon Govich and Brat Heischer, Zaka, Jack, and, and, and these guys that, first of all, they're going to take another step being a year older, but now they're going to benefit from having a defensive group that can get the puck to them, right. um, which we haven't had for, for a couple of years. So that's a big deal. Um, like we said, they I think – I think a guy like Quokinen is going to have to step up. I yep. think Brat has to be better than he's been. Um, Zaka, is this the year he finally, quote-unquote, turns the corner? I sure hope so. 
I think he did um, last year. I mean, I think he did, but we'll we'll see if he can back it up. Yeah. Um, you know, Nico's got to be healthy. I don't healthy, one, yeah. but yeah, I, you know, I, I would say he's got to be the first overall pick. But I think, I think we're at the point where we're not going to get, you know, Austin Matthews type of production out of him. But I think he can be a really good player. Um, so we need that. And Jack Hughes has to has to be that number one overall player. I agree. I, th- I think Nico, with the addition of Jack, you could now maybe temper your expectations of Nico with selkie caliber two way play, right. but point wise, mm-hmm. maybe like twenty five goals, thirty five assists. Yeah, I, I think something like an Anze Kopitar type of player, where he's a you know selkie kind of player, give you twenty five, thirty goals. I'll take that all day, every day. Yep. I think that's the kind of player that he needs to be. Yeah. And Hughes has to be, you know, Patrick Kane. And we saw flashes of it. There were games earlier in the season where he was just like, "I'm like, wh- where did this come from? This guy's they, they he's dancing around people. He literally looked like Patrick Kane." And then he hit like 787 posts yes, last <laughs> year. So I mean, probably could have had 30 goals if he didn't hit so many posts. Hopefully, some of those will start to go in. Yeah. So if he took that much of a big leap between year one and two, then I'm hoping for better year two and three. And the Devils still have work to do to make that happen. I mean, they need to get some size in that forward group. You can't have Miles Wood and and Michael McLeod being your most physical players. So, um, I mean, I, I'm not. I I know Nolan Foot. I don't know his game per se. I know he's kind of a power forward. I just don't know if he's the get in the in the dirty areas and score those type of goals and protect your teammates type of player. But I mean, he's six three. He's a big kid. Um, maybe he gets a shot. I don't know. I think, I'd love to see anyone in the lineup other than Andreas Janssen. I'd like to see them ship him to whatever team plays on the moon or something. That'd I, be great. I once again forgot that he was a devil. <laughs> Almost every time we talk about this team, I, I forget. Um, <clears throat> I, I honestly, when I put lineups together in my head, even though it's so hard to do, I, I don't even consider him. I just completely no. forget about him, which is yep. which is hilarious. This uh, is terrible. It's garbage, as they say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't see anything out of him that it was like, all right, maybe this, that. It was just straight invisible 99% of the year. Yeah. He had like a one-week stretch where he was like, all right, maybe he could be good. And it was just like, it's like Oscar the Grouch, and he just flopped right back into his garbage can. Well, he scored 20 goals playing with uh, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares. and, and uh... Fairly certain I might be able to get at least 10 <laughs> playing with those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um yeah, well, so it remains to be seen what the Devils will, will do. And one thing is for sure, camp this year is going to be very entertaining. There's going to be a lot of competition, uh, some new faces, some guys that uh, we're excited to take the next step next year. I'm very excited about uh, Igor Sharangovich. Um, he pl- I'm- Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Oh, no, go ahead. He must have played like 150 hockey games last year between <laughs> the KHL and, every, and the AHL and every tournament that he was in and um, and now he's, you know, he's off on the summer of uh, Belarusian love. They just um, posted something on Facebook or Twitter, I think, with his. Yeah, it was on the, on the ice with his NHL.com, dog. yeah. Yeah, which I, I can't tell you how much I love the fact that when he's just hanging out at home, he's wearing devil stuff. Like, this isn't the first time either. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he had a devil's hat on today. So I'm, I'm a big fan of his. Um, hoping he takes the next step. Uh, so. I hope. I hope. Graham Clark is is kind of that like X factor guy for me. Yeah. Like he's one of these guys that was drafted, 
you know, 80th overall, and you didn't expect much out of him. And he he just scores. Like, no matter where he plays, he, he just scores. And I, I really hope that translates to the NHL. I hope he gets a shot. I hope he finds something in training camp, and, and maybe he can fill maybe a, a spot we didn't think was open. And they can take Janssen and send him to Mars or Maybe he can be on the hockey space jam team. I don't know. Just I just don't want him on in New Jersey. <laughs> just don't, just don't want him here. He's making a lot of money and he stinks. Yep. Um all right, let's move along to the other teams. Uh one theme during free agency was uh defense uh defenseman contracts. Mm-hmm. And we've got Zach Wierenski at nine point eight five million a year with Columbus. We have uh nine million for Kale McCarr in Colorado. Uh, eight point four five Miro Heiskanen in Dallas and nine point five million for Seth Jones in Chicago. Do any of those make you crazy? Oh, the Seth Jones contract is, is absurd. Not on top of what they gave up for him, the contract is absolutely absurd. You think so? I there's no way he's worth it. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but that is a crazy contract. So I'm starting to understand, and we talked about this yesterday, the value in buying UFA years. So Seth Jones, I mean, off the top of my head, I don't know uh, how old exactly he is. Or he's 26. He's 26. So actually, that's a good point. So he's he would have about a year left until he's able to go to unrestricted free agency. And if defensemen are now worth somewhere between 7 and $10 million, once the cap starts to move in two years, the cap goes up. You know, the price of players is going to go up. Um, I would think that should he play well, he would probably get even more than that when he hits unrestricted free agency. Um, I don't know about that. Well, and it's the same thing with Heisken and Makar and Wierenski where you're... See, see, those guys I think are worth it because they're only going to get better. Is Seth Jones going to get better? Or is he just going to continue? I mean, he's a good player. He's going to continue to probably be a good player. Is he going to get better? I don't know. I think the McCarr deal is the only one that I saw the money and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Because Heiskanen is a good player too. Heiskanen too, but Dallas has – I don't know if they have the oldest team in the league right now. They're they're pretty close. Like their forward group, everybody's in their 30s. Um, the, one, the one reason why I think McCarr is, is fine is that he's a tremendous player, but like his team is great. And they're they're probably going to win the cup within the next one to three to four years. So he's going to be playing better and better on a good team. Um, Zach Wierenski, great defenseman. He's on a terrible team. Every prediction I saw of the Metro Division has the Devils finishing in front of Columbus. Columbus is going to be in last place. How much better is this guy going to get on a bad team? And... It's the same thing I'm thinking with Seth Jones, where I might agree with you a little on on that the number being crazy. Who knows how long Fleury's going to be there or if he's any good? And is Jonathan Taves going to play next year? When is uh, Patrick Kane going to start 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 to show <laughs> start to show his age? So they're on somewhat of a rebuilding team too, and, and Chicago's kind of doing some some like patchwork. Uh, fixing like the Devils did a couple of years ago with PK Gusev and um, who the hell else did they sign that year? PK Gusev and uh, whatever. Oh yeah. Um, um, blanking. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank too. Who else did they sign? 
Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. When the Devils tried to do it, when Shiro tried to do a quick fix to make it a playoff team and it blew up in their face. I feel like that's kind of what Chicago's doing. Um, so to me, I think they're they're going with quantity over quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like the McCabe, Jake McCabe. I mean, he's an oh, he's a, he's a fine player, but oh, twenty seven years old, coming off a lot of injuries. I don't know if he really moves the needle. Giving him four million dollars a year for four years and giving him a no uh, no trade clause. I don't know. Seems like a weird. Seems like a weird. A weird thing to do. I don't know. <laughs> well, so I'm looking at the Yahoo Sports uh, column of who was winners, who was losers, and they have the Boston Bruins as losers. Um, so funny they should say that because I actually. So I have my before we started. I made kind of a, my least favorite and favorite uh, moves, and I know we talked about this before free agency. Is I really like Mike Riley. I think he's a good defenseman. And I think three years, nine million is actually a pretty, pretty darn good deal for a guy that can do what he can do. Mm. Um, their goaltending, I don't know what the hell they're going to do with their goaltending situation. Um, Krejci is gone, right? He said he's retiring, he's playing, finishing out his career in uh, Czech Republic, I guess. Yeah, and I wonder how much the Bruins knew about that because they were not. In, it doesn't seem like they were in a market for a second line center. Ooh, wind chimes. Um, they were. And they didn't acquire one to replace him, so they're a bit thin up front. They have Eric Hall that they signed. He's okay. Not I mean, a second line center. Yeah, he's not. Uh, he's not going to replace what they had. But and they got what four years of uh, Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall, four years. That is a complete question mark to me. I have no idea. Uh, this is the first time he's had some term on his contract since he signed with the Devils. Um, I mean, maybe I'm just a jerk. Which I think we all can agree there. Yeah. But nothing would make me happier than to have Boston just fall off a cliff and then be terrible for like four years, and have him be stuck there and be miserable for four years after he was miserable in Boston and was so happy to go to, uh, miserable in Buffalo and he was so happy to go to Boston. And he had such a great time, <laughs> and then he goes there and they just lose. That's that's Taylor Hall. When things start to go bad, he just shuts off. Right. Um, and honestly, looking at their lineup, aside from the, you know, Bergeron's getting up there in age. He's going to be 37 this year. Uh, Pastor, I mean, Pasternak's great. Marchand is good. But beyond that, I mean, when he, Charlie Coyle, does he excite me? Nick Felino, they're trying to trade Jake DeBrusque because they need cap space, which incidentally I would take him. Uh, Craig Smith, Eric Halla, Thomas Nosek. Chris Wagner, Trent Frederick, Curtis Lazar, Anton Blid, and Carson Kuhlman. Those are their that's their forward group. Trent, I really do not like Trent Frederick. I mean, I don't, I don't know that that's a great forward group. Honest, honest to God, I think the Devils might have a more talented forward group aside from the top end. With I mean, Pasternak and and Marshawn obviously are heads and tails, you know, head above everybody else. But I think. What do they the call lineup. it? The uh, the perfection line: Marchand, uh, Bergeron, and and Pasternak. Yeah, it's one of the best lines in the league. But yeah, after that with Hall, I mean, who's passing to Taylor Hall? Eric Hall, I guess. I don't. I don't know. Charlie um, Coyle. Char- Charlie Coyle's twenty nine years old. Damn. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what the Carolina Hurricanes did. Um, <laughs> I feel yeah. like they were close last year. They had a very good team. 
and they just figured, yeah, that's that's fine for us. <laughs> <laughs> their their defense is, I mean, they signed Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> well, according to Twitter, he's better than Dougie Hamilton. Signed all Carolina fans who are salty that Dougie Hamilton left. I saw someone someone said that, but uh, and then their last offer to Hamilton was somewhere between five five and like six two five a year, I think. Yeah, it, it was insulting, but the Tony D'Angelo thing I, I don't understand. And you know what? We're, we don't talk about politics. That's not even the problem. The problem is he had such of a such an issue in the locker room that it, it turned into a physical altercation, and I don't want that kind of guy in my dressing room nope. you know and I, I don't i really don't know why they signed him to be honest with you i i don't get it I, I tell you i do like the ethan bear move i don't know what ken holland's smoking up there in edmonton but that was a good tra- <laughs> that was a good trade i don't know what he's doing up there I, I i don't know i just i don't have a clue what he's doing i don't think he has a clue what he's doing either but i i don't know why you trade ethan bear but i think that was a good pickup for them yeah they they replaced larson and bear with uh cc and, um, and and Barry and Barry and for like Tyson four Barry, years. yeah. So, uh, I, I I think someone said they're going to lose games now, like six five instead of three to two. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, uh, I think the goaltending is an issue for Carolina, which I think it was kind of an issue last year also. But I don't know, bringing in Frederick Anderson and Antti Ranta, I don't know. Well, how did they lose? Know, that makes it better. How did they lose Nadelkovich? It seemed like they were they weren't willing to talk money with him. And they just let him go, and they traded him to to Detroit, and then they sign older goalies. Like they they brought Freddie or Freddie Anderson, who's okay. Yep, he's no better than Delkovich, and he's older. Yep, he's thirty one, and they brought in a thirty two year old backup. I don't I don't really understand what what they did. Um, they have Alex Lyon Leone as their third goalie. Um, what else did they do? They got James. Where did James Reimer go? Just the Sharks, I think. Yeah, I think the Sharks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and Carolina let go of all their goalies. Yep, everybody's gone. Yeah. Uh, what about what do you think of the deal that the Calgary Flames gave Blake Coleman? So that's my what that my three my three least favorite contracts. Um, he was at the top of the list, along with Zach Hyman and Philip Deneau. I don't hate the money, obviously, on Coleman's deal, but six years seems like a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I would have rather done four years and increased, you know, I would have done like four years and like six million or something like that instead of six years at 4.9 million. I just think that's a long contract. I don't know. Yeah. And Bar- so for a team that is Calgary going to be any good? Uh, I mean, David. I don't, they haven't made any, they haven't made any upgrades other than him. What have they done? I think he was their only signing, and they lost Mark Giordano. Uh, the, and Kachuk wants the out. Captain Kachuk apparently wants out. Um, Gaudreau's on the trading block every year, allegedly. Uh, I don't know. Is, is Blake Coleman going to move the needle on that team? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, uh, it depends on how a kid like Majupani, uh does next year. He's uh, he's a good good player for them, but yeah, I don't think they've done anything that they're going to be competing for anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that, that was a weird contract. Of all the places I could have seen him signing, that was not one of the places I expected. That one, it seems like a money thing to me. It seems like not just money, but term. 
you know, right. Blake Coleman was told that you're going to live somewhere for the next six years of your life without worrying about it. And he, he took it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he could have got more money, just less years. I think he probably chose term over money, which, you know, guy with a family, he's got every right to do that. So, right. I said, well, he, I heard, I saw an interview. He said he's from Texas and Calgary's basically Texas North. Yeah. Um, so he's used to that kind of, kind of area. So yeah. Alberta is just, the you know, Texas freezing. of Canada. <laughs> Just freezing. Yeah, just colder cowboys. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so just along with the the Hyman deal is crazy to me. Yep. Um, he's a good player. I'm not saying he's not a good player, but seven years for Zach Hyman is, I don't know, man. I, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't understand what they're doing. It's a lot of money. Um, I mean, just looking at their top four guys, their top – you got McD- uh, McDavid making 12-5, Dreisaitl's making 8-5, Hyman's making five five, Nugent Hopkins making five point one, and then Darnell Nurse is allegedly going to get what eight and a half million a year or nine million a year over seven or eight years. Which Duncan Keith is thirty eight. He has two years left on a five point five million dollar contract. <laughs> and their goalie stuck still. Who's their goalie? Koskinen and Mike Smith. Thirty uh-huh. nine year old Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. They still have garbage goalies. Uh, they're gonna have to win nine eight. I don't know. I, I, I guess that's what they're going for. Yeah, and Drysaddle and uh, McDavid are gonna have to score like one hundred and twenty five points each, and yep. Which I mean, they might. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's entirely possible, and they'll still not win. The other team I don't really understand their entire strategy was uh, Seattle. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows what what happened or what they're. I don't know. They were very confusing during the expansion draft. They didn't take a couple of players that we thought were slam dunks. They took some no-name guys. And so then we figured, all right, well, they got some trades on the side. They didn't. They had zero trades from the rest of the league, which was, you know, the please don't take this player trade. Well, true. But they did trade a guy back to the team that they picked them from, I believe. Some guy that I don't even know who it was. Oh, Vitek Vanacek for... Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was Vanacek. I thought it was him. Yeah, and, and then uh, Alex Wenberg signs there. Um, who else did they get? Uh, what's his face? Um, Larson, Adam Larson. Adam Larson, yeah. Um, Giordano. I, it's weird. As I keep seeing things about Giordano might not stay. Jaden Schwartz. Yeah, they just signed Jaden Sports. And Philip Grubauer, uh, they had to sign him twice. Yeah, uh, don't get me started on that. Capture convention, take away a draft pick. Do it. Do it, NHL. I don't think they, they will. Do it to us. I don't think they no, will. Of course they will. I think the reason they, they did it to us is because the NHL told the Devils, like, we're probably going to reject this contract, and then the Devils went ahead and had a press conference anyway. Um, so I think uh, <laughs> they were kind of playing chicken with the NHL over that. But... Um, and they also have uh, Chris Dreger as the backup. We all knew he was; they were going to take him. Um, I mean, their goalie situation's good. It's a good. That's a good goalie tandem. Yeah, just the um, the, the but, teams in the West. I, I don't have a clear winner here. Like the right. the Kings, I don't think giving Deneau that kind of money is elevating them. Up. No, I mean, yeah, no. Um, that, that was my one of my worst contracts. The Sharks are still bad. And have a ton of bloated money. They don't know what to do with Evander Kane now, um, because there was a there was a thing today that the Sharks players don't want him in the locker room. Um, Seattle's nothing special. 
Calgary, Edmonton have got their issues. Uh, Seattle, uh, I, I think I already said them, didn't I? Seattle, I don't yep. know how they're going to be. Vancouver's the team that's a little interesting. They went ahead and, and picked up a couple players. Um, but they're not exciting to me. Yeah, I, uh, back to, going back to the Kings, Like, I don't know how you give Phil Deneau a six-year contract, making $5.5 million. All I kept hearing about is all the money they had, all the good young players they had. They were going to make a splash. They were going to make trades. And, and that's what they did. That's it. And they signed Alex Edler, I think. Yeah, who's old. Um, I don't... Uh, I don't know. They got better. I just like you said. I don't know how they got better, but uh, remember, I wanted to bring this up because I thought this was a hilarious tweet. I shared it with you the other day. Sure. The uh, the Canucks tweet. <laughs> Canucks the 2020 Canucks post draft off season, re-sign Vertanen, sign Holtby, trade a third round for Schmidt. 2021 Canucks post draft off season, buy out Vertanen, buy out Holtby, trade Schmidt for a third round. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That, I mean, that is crazy. They immediately reversed all the moves they made. It's crazy. Like what? Like those? Like if the Devils did that, I would be absolutely beside myself. I mean, how do you run an organization? Just have no like that. Just shows you have no plan. Like you're not building for the future. You're just kind of winging it. That's true. Um, <laughs> now, if I had to ask your opinion, what do you think after all these moves are made? Are the best is the best Canadian team now? <laughs> best Canadian team. Yeah. On, I, Montreal. Really? Yeah. Two, two of my favorite signings were from Montreal. Which ones? The David Savard signing, I think, was outstanding. And I think the Hoffman tra- signing was a, great, was a great signing also. Yeah. I would wonder if they could retain uh, Tatar. And uh, if Jonathan Drouin, who's going to play this, this coming season, does <laughs> anything. But I have them as my third best uh, Canadian team. I think... The, I think still think the Leafs are, are number one. I think Winnipeg's number two, and I've got Montreal at number three. Uh, Winnipeg made some nice moves. Yep, they definitely upgraded their defense, which was a big problem. Um, yeah, after their entire oh. defense quit on them like two years right. ago. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know about Toronto. I, it's, one of the, it's a weird thing. Like I was listening to XM Radio, um, Home Ice, and they were talking about Zach, uh, the Hyman contract, how it's a weird one in the way that Hyman is the exact type of player that Toronto needs to control the game and, and do what he does really well. They need more of that type of player, but at the same time, at that contract, at that years and money, there's no reason anyone should have signed him to that. So it's like one of those weird things where like he's a good player and he's a good fit and they're going to definitely miss him. But you can't sign them to that contract either. Well, it shows you that nobody's really taking any uh, like loyalty deals. You know, it's not. Oh, yeah. It's not like Zach Hyman saying to himself, "Well, I feel like the Leafs are close. Maybe I'll take a little less to stay here." Instead, they go to Edmonton, or he goes to Edmonton on that crazy deal. Where I don't know if they're close to winning anything. I honestly don't think so. Not with that goaltending. No, the goaltending and the and the defense. I don't like. Um, so and I, and I think aren't they going to miss Oscar Clefbaum for a while? Yep, um, I, th- I, re- I remember a couple weeks ago they said he might not play at all this year, but I don't know if there's been an update on that. Yeah, so Phil Deneau signs long term in a city that of a team that's past their prime. Um, 
Dougie Hamilton signs with a team that's not going to win anytime soon. So I, I guess it's, it's honestly, <laughs> hey, it's about hey, the money. Hey, 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 hey. I have the, Calm down there. I have the Devils as three to five years from now. They're going to be competing. <sighs> But, no, I think maybe one to two years they'll be in the playoffs. But three to five years to to make it to that, you know, conference final, final. Uh, Depends on what kind of moves they make. I I think even if they go out and get a top six forward, the guys that we're talking about are not around for the long term. Tarasenko's got two years left. Uh, Tatar, who knows, he's a project. Um, They're not getting Timo Meyer apparently. That wasn't even close to happening. So, I don't see why the Sharks would give up Meyer. Anyway, I mean, you say that his qualifying offer is going to be nuts, but if I'm them, I try to get rid of Patrick Kane first, or Carlson, or Brent Burns, or, um, you know, those the big money deals that they have with the older guys instead of Timo Meyer. Um, but going back to going back to Toronto real quick, yeah. um, the Andre Kacha deal I think is a good one. Um, he could fill that Hyman role if he actually stays healthy at one year 1.25 million he's kind of i think that was a, a fairly good signing that was one of the ones on my list you know i like him as a player and i think if he's healthy i think he could actually do a good job there no i agree <clears throat> with you i think that's a sneaky good pick um i mean i wanted the devils to sign him but you know yes, you I can did. never get what I, I can never get what i want what do you think about uh the situation in columbus with max domi apparently wanting out would you want him as a devils fan it makes me nervous that he's been on what this will be if they trade him his fourth team and he's only been in the league how long? A couple of years. I'll look that up. Um, that doesn't make me feel great. Yeah. Uh, he's twenty six. He's been in the league for. Yeah, he was uh, five seasons. Arizona three years. Uh, Montreal two years. Columbus one year. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, you gotta wonder if he's like a behind-the-scenes issue. Um, yeah, it sure seems like it. I mean, what, if he was a good player, if he was that good of a player, why would all these teams get rid of him? And you'd probably rather have Kachuk from uh, Calgary. Oh, for sure. Or Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, well, you know my feelings on him, also. Yeah, I'm just trying to, because I feel like now if. Uh, if it's Fitz is going to be signing a top six forward, it's probably going to be through a trade. I think it has to be. I don't think there's any top six forwards available in free agency. Tatar is good play. I don't think he's top six. I'll take him. I'd love to put him on the left wing in the second line and maybe move Brett down to the third line. Yeah, I, th- um, I think we need two forwards. I think we need a top six actual goal scorer and then a third line winger with some size and some intensity. Preferably right-handed, right wing. Yeah, because we don't have a lot of those. Um, yeah, everybody on the team's left-handed. <laughs> Except for the defense, which is insanely weird. Yeah, well, speaking of defense, you see Ryan Murray uh, sign in Colorado? I did. He immediately upgraded his situation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked him. I thought he was a good player. Yeah, I think I, he got unfairly benched a little bit last year, but um, I think he's good. I think he's a good player. I would have loved for them to re-sign him. But then, you know, you look at the roster, like, where does he fit? Yep, exactly. Um Speaking of benchings, we'll talk about coaches. This year is where I'm going to make my uh, final assessments on what kind of coaches Nazardine and uh, and oh, Recky are. 
Oh my god. Last year We're gonna get started on Nazardine. Okay, let me crack my knuckles here real quick. I know okay. how much you hate that guy, but last year, you know, he's coaching the defense and our defense sucks. We have a washed up PK, you know, a Murray who is off and on, good, not good, getting benched, uh Ty Smith who who is our best defenseman, Damon Severson who plays offense sometimes, plays defense sometimes. I mean, the group was not was not good. So I wasn't expecting much out of how, how can you grade a defensive coach if you have a group like that? Fine. I'll, I'll give you that. But here's my issue. Every single year he's been here, the defense looks completely lost on the ice. There is no when, – when you look at the Devils teams, they were organized in their own zone always. They are they run around like chickens with their heads cut off in their own zone, and there is always someone back door wide open. There's always someone wide open in front of the net. So to always. me, to me, how many how many young defensemen have we developed? Well, the reason that have gotten better. The reason for the shenanigans in their own zone is is just because they don't have anybody. I mean, they're tiny. The guys are small. They're they're easy to play against. You know, we finally have Dougie Hamilton, who's a big guy. Ryan Graves, who will rip your face off. Christian Jaros, whenever he does play, is huge. We haven't had any of that for years. Don't don't forget about. I don't I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> Oshkosh Bagash. Yeah. Um, whatever his name is. Yeah, he's yeah, a big dude too. too. So he's a big yeah. for the first time in years, I can't look at the defense and say, like, this is a good group. Or or that no, it's the first time in years I can say that. Because other years is just patchwork. And Recky so I actually have more of a problem with Recky than I do with Nazardine. Um with Recky running the power play. And how how many times do we have to watch that drop pass in the neutral zone? Oh, God. You know, there's an easy case of something is obviously not working, but they're not changing it. It's harder. Or, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, it's harder to tell defensively, you know, because you're not – the defensemen aren't running set plays, even though the breakout was terrible. But, um, yeah, there's something we watched for weeks and weeks. It wasn't working, and they just did not change it. Yeah, the other issue I had was his usage of Kyle Palmieri on the power play. I mean, why the guy has made a living sitting on that wing, taking one-timers. Why is he playing in front of the net? Why are you trying to fix something that's not broken? Yeah, because then we didn't have a shot from the blue line. Right, PK exactly. sometimes. Yeah, I mean, he's, I think he's still winding up right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. So I, I, I just I, I think he's a bad coach. I don't. I have not. I've never seen anything out of the team where I went. All right, I could work with this. I just don't. I don't see any improvement ever. Like a guy like Damon Severson's like twenty five, twenty six. I feel like he's been in the league for like ten years at this point, and he just is what he is. I think he's going to be twenty seven this year. He just is what he is, though. Like he's not. He's not getting better. He, there's games where he's good on offense, where I think he should be a forward because he's useless in his own zone. Uh, and then there's some games where he shows he can play defense. Like you said, sometimes sometimes maybe good, sometimes it may be shit. Well, this yeah. is the kind of year you put a guy like uh, Ryan Graves on his left side who's going to take care of the defensive side of the puck where, you know, we've got – it was Murray and Severson and or, you know, no one with size or, you know, no one that the opposing forwards are afraid to play against. So – it's possible this year Severson could feel a little bit more comfortable and play better because the left side's covered. Um, yep. You should hope. I mean, 
the last guy we'll talk about with coaches is Lindy Ruff, and I am a hundred percent confident—not confident, but a hundred percent happy with him. Um, I thought the young players were great last year, and that's something that he's known for and good at. Young guys. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I was, you know, <laughs> when they when they announced it, I was. Uh, oh, me too. Uh, skeptical to say the least I didn't quite understand why well because Gallant was on the board Laviolette was on the board and they they pulled Lindy Ruff right and so uh, I'm you know me I'm loud Mm -hmm. I'm angry yes but I'm very willing to admit when I'm wrong I want to be wrong I would really like to be wrong I want the Devils to win the Stanley Cup and I want everybody on Twitter to dig up old tweets of mine that says you're an idiot. I'd be perfectly happy to own it. I'd never delete tweets except for in certain circumstances that you know about. Um, <laughs> I leave them up and I wear them as a as a, a badge of honor. Like somebody dug up when I tweeted shits Gerald after the draft. Like, okay, yeah, and? Now what? Good for you. I did tweet it. And what? I think it was a terrible job drafting. So what? doesn't mean I hate the Devils. I don't hate Tom Fitzgerald. I think it was a bad job. It means you have uh, definitive opinions on on kids that uh, no one has ever watched play, except for right. uh, Luke Hughes. I mean, he was the no-brainer, I think. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting year. The Devils called me today, tried to sell me some tickets. And <laughs> I said to the guy, I said, look, the last time you called me, I said I want Dougie Hamilton and some top, top six forwards, and I'll buy some tickets. So I said they got Bernier, they got Graves, they got Hamilton. Sign some forwards and call me back. <laughs> you know, because, save my number. Yeah, because I, I'm somewhat excited for this season. I had partial plans the last two years, but the problem was within a month you knew the team was god awful, and I didn't want to go anymore. And you couldn't sell the tickets; no one wanted to buy them. So. I don't know. I, I, I'm excited. I might fall into that trap again of buying a 10, 12 game plan. Um, yeah, I mean, especially us, like our age group, where we've seen the team be good and just had to suffer through this like decade. Yeah. Whereas there's just no hope. Like, just give me something to be hopeful about. Let me be excited about the team. I don't, don't make the playoffs this year. I don't care. Miss the playoffs by five games, but at least be in it. In, in September, at least have a or September, <laughs> Jesus, in, in, you know, April yeah. or March, you know, like be in it, like make it interesting for the fans. Like don't, I, the first two weeks of the season last year, I was like, all right, well, I guess it's going to be another one of these years. Well, they were six and three, six, three and three or something. And you're like, hmm, interesting. And then the entire team got COVID. And then they came back, played one good game against the Rangers, beat the Rangers, <laughs> and then lost like a lot. <laughs> um, so we just we just want a team that we can be excited to watch. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking for a Stanley Cup this year. It'd be nice, but I, I I'm not stupid. Like I know how these things work, but like do it the right way. That's how we grew up. I mean, besides the year after they won the cup in '95, where they didn't make the playoffs. When they lost to Ottawa on the last day of the year. Shout out Tom Chorsky. Tom Chorsky. And then he played for, for Ottawa. Yeah. Um, besides that year, I mean, we've grown up with a team that's close to winning it all for, I don't know, from 93, 94 until 2010. 
Yep. I mean, think about the early 2000s. They should have won two cups in three years. Yeah, yeah, they should have. Uh, they should have beaten Colorado. Um, that one still hurts. And they were they were very good in, in 05 and 06 and, and flamed out in the second round. Mm. So I actually thought one of the best Devils teams that, uh, that blew it was 2009 uh, when Brent Sutter was the coach and mm-hmm. they lost, you know, the Carolina loss. God, I, yeah. I thought that was one of their better teams in a long time. So uh, you got, and you also have an entire fan base that wants to buy tickets. Like those kids that grew up during 95, 2000. I mean, I'm one of them. I was in 95, I was eight. So people like me and like you are of age where we can buy season tickets. We can, you know, you, you got a kid you can bring to games. I will eventually. And it's just, there's no reason to. I'm t- I, I told. I think we talked about this last the last episode where I, I've literally been offered free tickets and I just won't go. Just uh, for what? I got to drive to Newark. I got to pay twenty something dollars for parking. I got to oh, pay for this. Oh, they I raised pay for the that. parking I watch... prices. It's more expensive now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then I got to go in. I watch watch a period of a game where they're down four nothing. And then what? Oh, this is great. This is so exciting. You get to sit here for two more periods and watch them get dominated. How exciting! You try to catch a T-shirt if you're bored. When they start and then coming. sit in traffic. <laughs> and then sit in traffic on the way home. Yeah. Wow, that really sounds like a great night out. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, it's been forty-five minutes. Let's wrap it up. Now we were just talking about uh, the immediate future of this podcast. We we picked a kind of weird time to get it going because now is the period between now and September where nothing's going to happen. So it's either going to be weekly or bi-weekly. We're going to talk about the rest of the teams in the Devils division and how they did and the moves they made and, and go into depth on them. And, you know, so by the time camp starts, if you listen, you'll have a pretty good, uh, you know, a, a pretty good feeling on how the division's going to go and how the devil stack up against all the other teams. Um, and we'll try to talk ourselves into the fact that the devils are going to be better than they are. <laughs> I think they're going to, you know, I am expecting forward signings. I, I think after all the talk, I, I doubt they're just not going to do anything. So, you know, if something happens, we'll we'll talk to you about that. Now, and we also have something else going on. Ricky, would you like to explain that? Oh, absolutely. We have another podcast coming out. We were going to record tonight, but we're going to have to hold it off till tomorrow. But it's called the Terribly Entertaining Podcast. Um, those of you who know me know I have an affinity for movies that are so bad yet so good. I, it's just I love watching bad movies. I don't know why. It's something I've always been interested in. It just brings in one of the few things in life that brings me sheer pleasure is watching a terrible movie and telling people about it, making them watch it. Um, so yeah, first episode coming up, uh, the nineties classic airborne, one of my favorite movies all time. <laughs> Andrew's shaking his head. Cause he finally watched it for the first time last night. It's, uh, it's just a cheesy nineties movie. Uh, young Seth green, young Jack black. I love it. I've seen it probably over a hundred times. I could probably recite the entire movie to you right now. Yeah, I uh, I have an extensive list of notes on that movie, and I'm not going to ruin it. But uh, two of my notes on Seth Green were when you first see him at the airport, uh, I, I was wondering if he was wearing some sort of Black Panthers outfit. Um, it was probably the sunglasses. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I have your list that you texted me when you started. Oh, that's so much longer than that. Here we go. Yeah. Starts underwater. Cuts to the most 90s music ever while dudes on rollerblades, which has nothing to do with the waves in the ocean. <laughs> Seth Green gets top billing, so you know you're in trouble. (laughs) 
I won't spoil it for anybody else, but this is going to be hilarious. Yeah, my second opinion was Seth Green's hair is that of a menopausal woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, So that's first, and I'm getting Ricky to watch the movie uh, Zombievers for... I, yes, I'm excited for the second episode. That's one of my favorite bad movies. Um, now the difference, though, is I think Airborne was intentionally bad. I think it just was. You know, right. it was a, it yes. was almost a period piece. Everything was so 90s, um, yep. and then we'll take a turn to Zombievers, which is supposed to be a horror movie, but it's supposed to be bad. So we'll see. I, I hope you guys listen and enjoy that. And uh, I don't know if I want to promise that we'll be back next week with hockey, but. Yeah, fuck it. All right, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you next what week. What do we got going on? We'll, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Have a lovely rest of the week, and uh, bye-bye.